You are listening to the Beyond the High Road podcast, episode number eight. Welcome to Beyond the High Road, a podcast dedicated to healing your heart and life following the grief of alienation. I'm your host, Shelby Melford, a twice-certified life coach specializing in post-traumatic growth. I'm also a target parent who felt like my identity in this world left me on the very same day that my sweet child did. After hitting my emotional bottom, I devoted the next six years to research and personal growth. Using proven concepts based heavily in neuroscience and psychology, I developed my own playbook for reintegrating with life and reframing my role as my daughter's mother in the midst of living apart from her. I went from feeling agonized, helpless, and directionless to feeling energized, confident, and most importantly, at peace. Today, I get to help other parents like you to do the same. If you're experiencing the effects of alienation and you're ready to heal, then this show is my love letter to you. Stay tuned. Okay, so before I start, the usual announcements quickly. First, if you haven't clicked the follow button, please do so. And also, I would love, love, love if you would rate and review the show, even if it's just a one-word review. That w- I, It's fine. The more reviews and, and ratings that we get, the easier it is for parents like you and I to find us. And the second announcement is quickly, if you are interested in the free holiday support group that I'm offering once a week, shoot me an email or message me on Instagram or leave a voice message wherever you're listening to this. That would be fantastic. So I know that you are in and I can plan accordingly. Let me know if the Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard does not work for you. And also, if you would please leave a day and time that does work better. And if the majority, if there's enough people that go into that time, then I will do my best to accommodate. Okay. All done with that and stay tuned. Hey, y'all. I wanted to do an episode to sort of piggyback onto the recent one about allowing and processing emotion. I know that there are a lot of you out there that are hurting right now. I've spoken to some of you this week and I want you to know that I get it. I also want to offer you a little help with the overwhelm that you might be feeling with regard to your grief. So this episode is dedicated to you guys in particular. So on a few occasions this week, I've had this one memory that's resurfaced for me. It's a bittersweet one. I mean, it's bittersweet to have a memory already. That's a bittersweet experience. And then the memory itself is also a bittersweet one. It's about my daughter, obviously. She was like between the ages of five and seven, maybe even seven and a half. It was something that she would say. It was like a behavior that she did when she was usually pretty tired and she was just like needy in like the most precious way just for sake of her own privacy I'll leave the details out but the basic gist is that she wanted me she wanted me to hold her she wanted me to rub her back she wanted she wanted me she wanted me in her presence and painful it's like really painful to to think back on that on that memory because I hear her voice so distinctly so clearly I hear her tone her inflection her I just I can feel her I can like actually like it like brings me to tears to tell you about it now but I can feel her little hands you know on mine and this is we're talking this has been years now you know as a as a parent you just don't forget those things right 
And so I am actually, I have processed this. Just as a side note, I always say it's a terrible idea to go out there and and talk about something that you haven't yet processed yourself. And I have processed it, but it still brings up emotion. The reason I wanted to share this with you is that the way that you approach these memories and these moments of grief makes all the difference in your recovery. You know, as parents, I think it's normal and I think it's healthy. You, you want to look back on and know that you loved your child as much as you possibly could. And in the same breath, a sneaky thought will often come in. And the sneaky one is that you didn't love them. You should have known. You should have known and you should have paid attention to the signs. You should have missed and you should have that like last week on the should and shouldn't. This, this is the sneakiness I was referring to. It's actually, it's funny. I'm now just, I'm just actually getting that because it'll come up with a very well-intentioned thought, right? I want to look back and know that I did the best that I could for my child, that I provided for my child the best that I possibly could. And that thought alone sounds noble, right? But then a sneaky part of your brain will be like, but did you? So you begin to question your own self. This is a little dangerous little cycle. Now, this memory has come up for me, I'd say about four times this week where I was you know, in my home. I would say something and it would trigger this memory. And clearly, for whatever reason, this is something that I hadn't processed before, this one specific memory. In the, me- in the past, a memory like this would have sent me into a days-long song. Because either, A, I was refusing to feel it because I knew it would open the floodgates and ruin a holiday, Thanksgiving. I had things to do. I had family to see. I didn't want that to whisk me away. That's how I would have handled it many times in the past, most of the time in the past. Nope, I don't want to feel you right now. Compartmentalize. We'll deal with you later. But the thing is, is that I never would have dealt with it. And then also, while you're busy, I call it buffering, right? While you're busy trying to ignore the memory, it's still like low-key there throughout that whole holiday anyway, right? You just may not know it. It's just sitting there at the tippy top of your subconscious. So it's always there. It's like, and you're in a funk and you don't even know you're in a funk until like you look back on it. So the other thing I would have done is I allow for the feelings to come up. But then it would make the memory mean so much more than what it meant. In the past, I would have listened to the sneaky part of the brain trying to tell me that I didn't do enough, that I should have known. This is the difference that I'm talking about with wallowing in it or feeling it. There's a clean pain and a dirty pain. When choosing to feel it, I can have two entirely different experiences, right? I can become engulfed in it. I can make the memory become something entirely different than it is by itself by ruminating, worrying, blaming me and others and the alienator, the judgment on top of it, the should or shouldn't talk like we were talking about last week. And of course, the inevitable shame cycle, right? When I go into that whole cycle, I don't end up for you. I promise that you will not end up with your desired result unless your desired result is to be in a shame cycle or to be depressed. And I highly doubt that. Not if you're using your prefrontal cortex. Now, because it could be a habit, many of us with trauma and have experienced trauma in childhood and then, of course, during alienation, part of our brain and our limbic system, our nervous system, does kind of want to go into the depression because it's something it knows. And it knows that, listen, if we're not going to die, then depression's okay. It's comfortable here. It's familiar here. 
and we know it. So part of your brain kind of sometimes does want to go there, right? But truly, like your higher self does not want to be in that place. So you get really nothing done in the place of choosing to feel it and becoming a victim to it. So I add to the pain and suffering by making the memory mean this whole story, right? I get angry, I get blamey, and then I go into self-sabotage with the neggy, negative self-talk. I would add all of this crap on top of it. It was like self-induced suffering. Or I can honor the memory. You can honor your memory. You can use your prefrontal cortex to moderate, be the moderator for the limbic system and your primal brain as well, and your old way of dealing. You can recruit your prefrontal cortex. And how you do that is by reminding yourself that you want to give the memory its dignity, right? You want to honor it. You want to recognize the pain of the grief. I rewatched the movie Inside Out yesterday, and I did it because I hadn't seen it since it had been in the theater. And actually, it came out in 2015, like 10 days after everything happened with my daughter, after she went to her dad's, okay? And I was in a, ah, you know, all in a place. And that movie came out and I went and saw it in the theater two or three times, but I hadn't seen it since. What I was just getting ready to say reminds me of that. Maybe the movie reminded me of this, I don't know, but it reminds me of when sadness kept touching all of the core memories, like she had her hands as she was being dragged by joy down the corridors. And she just had her hand out and she was laying on her back and just touching every single memory as she went by. And it is funny, it's funny as shit. I wanted to kill sadness through half of that movie the first time I saw it, you know? But in the end, you need all of the feelings. You do, you need to honor each one of the feelings to get to your desired results. Like the sadness is necessary and it's necessary to just have the sadness without bringing the anger and bringing all of the other stuff in, in that one moment, right? You haven't seen the movie. Uh, it's called Inside Out. It's definitely worth the watch. In fact, I told one of my clients later, last week that that was her assignment for the weekend <laughs> when you muddy up your memories with all of this extra stuff it's happening to our children you know with the alienation right when they the, the memories get muddied up but we also do it to ourselves i think that's very important to recognize because sometimes we are looking over at how the alienator is causing their memories to be less accurate if i'm putting it nicely we're also doing that to ourselves, right? Because what happens is, is when we don't honor the memory for what it is, for me, it was, you know, my daughter, when she was saying those same few words to me, bedtime or around that, when I add in my story about the situation at large and my assumptions of where she was at each time she said that, I've now made this sweet memory into this whole drama. And I can't appreciate the memory for what it is. My point is, is that you can honor the memory without muddying it up, without adding, you know, dragging your hand across all of the, the sadness and trying to make it anger or trying to make it whatever you think is going to protect you in the moment, right? So you'll know that you're feeling your pain and your grief in a clean way when the experience and the memory feel less charged less rushed, less anxious, less angry. You just look at it for what it is. Like it is a very simple, slower, 
more aware feeling of grief. And also, there is no noise or chatter going on up in your head, okay? There's no judgment or questioning whether you did it right. Where I feel it physically in my body, it's always in the solar plexus area. Also, there's an absence of tension in my shoulders or in my back or, you know, headachey sort of feeling. That isn't there. Now, this is how I feel it, right? How you may feel it, it could be completely different. The great thing about feeling and honoring the emotion or the grief for what it is, is that it's so efficient because you're actually getting to the core of the emotion that's asking to be processed, right? That's coming up for you. When something comes up for you, it's asking to be processed. It wants to be recognized. There's a reason it's doing this. The body is amazing. And as a result of honoring it, you think more clearly about your situation as a whole. And I don't know about you, but for me, I used to get so overwhelmed when trying to put my situation into words. There was so much there. There were so many hot buttons for me, and they were all jumbled together. So I could never really get any clarity about which way was up, really, but about how to even describe the situation to myself, okay? Because I was having dirty pain. I was mucking up the core emotions the core experiences, okay? So when you do it this way, you end up finding much more clarity and eventually finding peace even in the grief. So I'm gonna break down the experience from this week. There were two kinds of emotions around this one specific memory. There were like the love and the longing emotions and then there was like the pain and the grief associated with it. The not being able to have those moments with her anymore. So as far as the sweet part of bitter, this is what I did with those. And then I'll explain the, the bitter part after. When the memory came up for me, I just stopped myself for a moment, like intentionally had a conversation with myself and said, okay, it's just a memory. and I told myself to just like revel and the love that we shared, the love that we share, just appreciate those moments for truly what they were. Because when I judge myself and when I bring in all the other noise, then I am basically like the way I see it is I'm cheapening. I'm taking away from the memory and the experiences that we really truly did share together. And I know I never want to do that. I never want to dishonor those very precious moments that we had. Those are real and they did happen. And it's so important for you, for me, for any parent really to, to truly treasure those. And I may sound cheesy when I'm saying that, but I, I mean it. Like it sends a signal to your body about your worth when you choose to keep those moments special and sacred and yours, keep them pure for what they were, as opposed to muddying them up with all of this other story that happened afterwards or around it that had nothing to do with those moments. So, so basically, when a sweet memory or feeling comes up for you, allow it to be that moment. Isolate that, lift that moment up, okay? And then you'll notice that you can feel sadness for not having that today, but you won't have a hangover afterwards, like an emotional hangover, the, the kind of hangover that you normally would when you pile all that unneeded 
suffering on top of it about this story that you're having around the alienation. And I'm not telling you, just so you know, no way, shape, or form am I telling you to ignore all of the other things that have happened. What I'm saying, what I'm offering to you is that you really value and give those moments, those memories, and that true, pure love that you have for your child or children, give that the respect and the attention that it is asking for. And then similarly, with the bitter part of the suite, with the grief associated with it, the sadness, I've allowed myself to acknowledge it and feel it. It's taken just like a few moments. Like I told myself, okay, the emotion is here. I allowed myself to replay the memory and it was uncomfortable. It was sad, but then it dissipated. It sort of like broke up and sort of floated away, right? It's like this grief came through my body and then it floated away from my body. Doing this, feeling my grief in segments like this and like not compartmentalizing, but feeling it for what it was, like for each moment, helped me to unravel it all, right? And have a sense of understanding and control over me and control over the situation. Because that's the thing. When you experience an emotion, like I was saying before, when you think an emotion's coming on, you have a memory. If you're anything like me, what happens? You're like, oh my gosh, no, not now. You feel like all of a sudden the emotion has control over you. The memory is terrorizing you, right? It's what you have to fear. And I promise you, no, that's not the case. Not not if you use your prefrontal cortex and you take control over it by like actually feeling it instead of being afraid of it. Because when, you, when you're afraid of it, again, you're mucking up, you're adding an unnecessary element of suffering into all of this. And then you never really get to process the core emotion. Okay. So anyway, I hope that helps. I felt strongly about putting this one out today because I just, I know how much many of you might need this right now, might need someone to tell you, hey, I get it. I understand you. I do. I truly do. And I want you to know that I'm loving you from here, from where I sit. I truly mean that. And so, yeah, I think I'll end with that. If you guys have any requests for episodes, you know, what you'd like me to address in episodes coming up, you can hit the send a voice message right there wherever you're listening to your podcast. There should be a link there for that. And then you can always visit me in, at Instagram and message me there at Beyond the High Road Coaching. And also uh, there are other links in the show notes for to email and, and what have you. Okay, guys, if you haven't already, you know, if you would, I would love it. I would so appreciate it if you would click the follow button for the show. And also, I would love, love, love if you would rate and review. If the more people that rate and review to, even if it's a short three-word review, great show. It doesn't matter. One word, great, not good. I don't care. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. It, well, I, mean, I do care. But whatever it is, it would be amazing if you would do that because the more reviews that we have, the more chances we have of finding the parents like us that need it that need to feel a sense of understanding and community and camaraderie and all of the things. So yes, please, please do help help us out. So I hope you guys had a pleasant and peaceful and warm holiday weekend. And I think that's it. Y'all take care.
Thanks so much for listening today, guys. I am so elated that you've chosen to share your time with me. You can find me on Instagram at Beyond the High Road Coaching, and you can also visit my website. If you liked what you heard today and you would like to hear more, please click subscribe so that you can be notified of new episodes. And um, thanks again, y'all. You are already in my heart. Till next time.